We have ruined people who had the dignity of work. All animals are not equal, but some are receiving transfer payments from the government, so it kind of works out the same. I'm Scott Ott with Bill Whittle and Stephen Green. This episode of Right Angles brought to you by the members at BillWhittle.com. And gentlemen, there is a commentary in the Wall Street Journal this week because there's a new book coming out uh, in September. I'll give you the title of that in a minute. But the thrust of the column is that the problem in this country is not income inequality, the problem is income equality. And specifically what the authors of the column are talking about is what they refer to as the bottom three quintiles, if you divide up the population by income into five sectors of 20% each, the bottom three make up 60% of the population. And the problem is that that bottom 60% has almost parity when it comes to income if you take into account their full income, which the Census Bureau does not. Uh, Bill Whittle, the Census Bureau does not include two-thirds of all federal, state, and local transfer payments. These are various kinds of what we would colloquially call welfare. Does not include two-thirds of all federal, state, and local transfer payments as income, nor does it include taxes paid as income lost. So, Bill, when they're calculating uh, how much people make, if the people in the bottom quintile are not, uh, we're not counting the money they get from transfer payments or the benefit they get from transfer payments, uh, how can you really calculate anything? If I understand you correctly, you're saying that that two-thirds of the difference between the poorest and richest Americans is not accounted for because they're leaving out these fundamental accounting errors. Is that more or less correct? It, it's not even that to, big. It's from the it's from the lowest 20% to the third highest 20%. So it's, okay. it doesn't even go all the way to the top, but yeah. Okay. All right. So basically, uh, I could present a bill that would basically say uh, this, this bill will eliminate two thirds of the income disparity between the poorest Americans and, and, and those who are just above, above the middle. Yes. Congratulations. Consider it done. Um, it's we're just going to we're not going to change the accounting rules to something arcane. We're going to use accounting rules that actually count the the actual amount of numbers. That alone is disturbing enough, makes you wonder why you would leave things like that out. It's almost as if you're trying to inflate the um, difference between uh, the poorest Americans and uh, and the middle class for some political purpose or something. I can't you can't be that cynical. But um the, the 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 core of the issue here, Scott, is is an is an existential problem. It is a it is a it is a an existential problem for any democracy, uh, and it's been clear from the beginning. Um, if you get to the point where you can vote people money out of the treasury, then it's uh, pretty much game over. De Tocqueville basically said that oh, the American Republic's amazing. We watched it. Uh, he was there for the revolution and the years after, and he said, it's great. It'll probably last a few decades. And then people realize they can vote themselves money out of the treasury. And then that's the end of it. But that's what we're doing. Technically speaking, we put a, a, a kind of a cool 21st century modern progressive uh, spin on it. We're not actually um, taking money out of the treasury. We're not actually paying people from the treasury to not work. We're simply creating new money for them to not work. Uh, we just print some more. Um, and so basically, that's the world we live in now. The, the entire argument here, the entire essence of what you're saying is 
is that there is essentially no difference between somebody who's at 60% of the income and somebody who's at 1% of the income. The difference, I'm not saying there's no difference, but it's an, it's a relatively insignificant difference, which means that for the majority of Americans, for more than 50% of Americans, you are about as well off by not working at all as you would be by working your tail off. And if you want to know why the country's coming apart, there's your reason. And the government continues to exacerbate this with things like forgiving student loans, right? You got you got people now. Now you've got plumbers paying for the paying for the uh, Renaissance poetry degrees of very rich liberals whose whose kids went to school and ran up two hundred thousand dollars in in uh, debt. So those kids are not going to have to pay for it. Who's going to have to pay for it? The guys who are who are pumping gas and 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 fixing pipes and you know and, and doing the actual work in the country. It comes a point when cheating becomes so pervasive that it's that you have to cheat otherwise you're a chump you know you just that's the world that they're creating for us and let's break that down uh stephen green uh bill is right it's like it's as if it doesn't matter where you are in the bottom 60 percent you're getting very close to the same amount of income no matter how much you earn and and here's the breakdown provided uh, by the authors of this column in the Wall Street Journal. And by the way, I, I do want to plug their book, not that they know about this, but I do. Um, the book coming up uh, September 15th, it's going to be released, and it's called The Myth of American Inequality by Phil Graham and John Early and Robert Eckeland. Uh, but Steve, here's the, here's the hard numbers on that bottom 60%, so to speak. Um, if you look at the bottom quintile, that's the bottom 20% of of earners, about 36% of those folks are employed. Their household income, if you include transfer payments, which means benefits they get from state, local, and federal governments, Welfare. is about $48,800. If you take the next quintile up, the next you know 20 to 40% range, uh, 85% of them are employed and they make a little over 50,400, almost 500 dollars per year. And then if you get to the what's the middle quintile if you're looking at all five sectors, that middle quintile that goes from 40 to 60%, 92% of them are employed. They make something like $61,350. And you think, well, that's that's good. That's like 26% higher than the bottom quintile, and they're working hard out there. But if you break it down per capita, not just by household, Steve, the top grouping there actually makes a little bit less than the bottom grouping. Um, there are more children in those households, and therefore, if you break it out over, you know, per head in the household, uh, they're making a little bit less. In other words, uh, the point of the authors is the problem we're going to have is not that people, you know, in some sort of Gotham-esque rebellion against the super wealthy are going to flip out and say, I can't believe somebody's allowed to make billions of dollars. They're more likely to say, hey, wait a minute. That neighbor down the street who doesn't even have a job is living about as well as I am or could if he was more responsible with his money. And that's where we're going to have the potential for rage and division. Uh, Steve, do you think they're barking up the wrong tree or do you think this message can even be heard given the fact that it involves counting and such? <laughs> I, I think we should delete this episode instead of uploading it to Rumble or YouTube. I think this book should be burned before another person reads it, because once the middle class finds out the situation that we're in, um, we're just going to stop showing up for work and the country's going to collapse. Mm. And I'm I'm 
I'm only being a little bit facetious when I when I when I say this. We you know what we need to talk about values here. Uh, I believe so strongly in the great American middle class. I think it's the, the maybe the the greatest achievement in all of human history. Uh, and I I am not being at all facetious now. Uh, but being middle class is hard. Uh, there are certain things, middle class values, bourgeois values, whatever you want to call it. And it means finishing school. It means uh, getting a job, sticking with it. It means not having children until you are married, and it means staying married to that same person. Uh, it means delayed gratification, so you can do things like save up money to put a down payment on a house or to start your own business or both. Um, but the rewards are amazing, and it also means you're giving your children that leg up so that they're going to have it easier than you had it. And that's that's an amazing thing. Um, these 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 values, these middle class values that really built the country and and are the reason why up until very recently, every generation has believed they have had it better than their parents did. And every generation of parents has up until recently has believed that their kids will be better off than they are. It's it's because of hard work. It's because of thrift. And it's because of it's because of strong family values. And we're watching those. We've watched these these family values in decline for the last 50 or so years since the establishment of the Great Society. Uh, Scott, you mentioned on the backstage episode for BillWhittle.com supporters and subscribers that when the Great Society started, something like 60-something percent of those in the bottom quintile had jobs, and now it's about 30-something percent. We are destroying these values. We need to have a talk with the poor in this country, a very serious talk that says, if you you don't adopt middle class values. You can't expect middle class results. But we are subsidizing this nonsense. We are saying you can have all of this great middle class success without the values that make it possible. And Bill is absolutely right when he says this is a dead end. It's worse than a dead end. It's an abyss. And we're standing at the edge of it, looking down and pretending like it's blue skies we're seeing. I think Steve hit the nail on the head there. That Those numbers that he was uh, quoting there in 1967, the bottom quintile, that lowest 20% of earners, 68% of those folks were working. They had jobs. By 2017, that number was down to 36%. Uh, to me, what's disturbing about this um, isn't that I'm thinking as a middle-income person, I can't believe that those poor people are getting to bring home as much money as I am. I'm like jealous of them or angry at them or anything like that. I I'm upset with what we have done to them. And it's not a static group of people. That group of people passes over time, you know, in and out of poverty and moves up the ladder and some do and some don't. But so it's not like I'm just talking about one person out there who's been the, you know, perennial loafer who's never uh, brought in anything but government uh, money to his household. But we, we have ruined people who had the dignity of work who had the opportunity to come home at the end of the day and sit down at the dinner table with the children and tell his wife, who was there in the house, what happened today at work, to tell her husband how things went with the children or what happened at her job. We had a group of people who weren't making a lot of money, but they had work to go to that was 
ennobling, even if it was what we would consider menial work. And now those same people have been stripped of that dignity and we're down to 36% employment among the bottom quintile. Um, That's the real sad story here. It's not the differential between how much money I make versus how much money somebody else makes. I don't care. I don't begrudge the billionaire and I'm not uh, angry at the pauper. Um, What bothers me is that we have carved out a whole segment of society and, and sustained a lifestyle that strips them of their humanity. And that's the curse of big progressive government. For Bill Whittle and Stephen Green, I'm Scott Ott. Thanks to the members at BillWhittle.com for making Right Angle possible. 